Ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes, boys, men, women, children of all ages, all the way live, hailing from L.A., California, yay, home of the palm trees and chronic leaves, some call it Grand Zilla or Top Chef Tony, I call it the champion they say your mind is a terrible thing to waste They say mine is a terrible team to face On my grind it's unbearable cream to chase I'ma shine though whatever it seem to take They say your mind is a terrible thing to waste They say mine is a terrible team to face On my grind it's unbearable cream to chase I'ma shine, it's about to Little bit of jewelry on, no choke chain though Couple rocks here and there but no rainbow Turn off the lights, it's the same glow as chopper high beam through your room What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Buttons podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and of course, I got my road dog, my partner in crime, Cannabis Rocky. What is going on with you? What's going on, Jarrell? Man, I got a really special guest on the wire right now. Yeah. Um, Ankit. What up? What up? What's going on, dude? Oh, you know, just just hanging out here, Illinois. You know, trying to trying to navigate our way through the good old cannabis game. Sorry, dogs are barking. You know, we got that's, that's all good. We're we're organic. We know you're at home chilling. Yeah, but listen, man, yes. everybody, listeners, Ankit is a Budton Award nominee. What was your category? Uh, I was nominated for Doctor Cannabis. So didn't win, but even to be nominated in the top five was was pretty good. I would say. Now, what is the uh, the Doctor Cannabis Award all about? So that one was kind of uh, pertaining to specifically just like medical knowledge, kind of just to, um, you know, have a good grasp on how to consult patients on, you know, what what good uh, route might be for them to use uh, in regards to cannabis-based medicine and, you know, kind of just understanding that everyone's situation is going to be like a little bit different, I guess, Um, and that, you know, people uh when they come into the dispensary for the first time they're not just going to want to you know smoke a joint or whatever if they're inexperienced or something like that so um just you know um helping people out however you figure with uh the medical aspect of things but uh you know we're, we're all for the recreational aspect of things too yeah like we're super excited to have you on you are actually our first guest that's a um a butt tender from out of state outside of nevada that's right Rocky. yeah that's yeah, true first, yep. oh it's a, it's an honor guys well I, I definitely appreciate it yeah like uh i was telling telling rock you know i i've listened uh to you know a good a good amount of the podcast not everything but it's just it's it's good stuff for sure so it's it's an honor to you know be on and and thanks absolutely we appreciate you man so on kit our topic really focuses mainly on customer etiquette mm-hmm Right. Okay. And then, of course, we're definitely going to want to talk to you a little bit more about how Chicago is running. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. But, and, uh, and you know, there's there's a, a plenty of information there for sure. Like I said, it's been a it's been a crazy few months. Definitely adjusting to the new um, the new scale of things. I guess. How long have you been in the cannabis industry out there? So I've worked for the dispensary for about two uh, two years and like eight months now at this point. I was a patient at the dispensary I worked at for a year prior, but uh, I was too young to work there. So it, it just so happened that the week before my 21st, uh, somebody quit. So I, I think that was kind of, you know, like a fate type thing that, that just kind of drew me into uh, 
to the the dispensary life how you figure nice and you've been doing this now solid you're a super dabber you love oh yeah that. that's you know my 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 I mean, it's it's unfortunately that that's my kind of forced method of consumption, but I I, I like it quite you know quite a bit. So, um, you know, li- living living at home with my parents, we kind of we have a mutual understanding. You know, I I kind of am trying to push them more in the direction towards you know using medical cannabis just for their own uh, ailments and issues that that they kind of suffer from. Um, you know, my mom has a lot of like neurological issues and stuff. I think that it might benefit her a bit, but. Uh, yeah, being at home, it's kind of easier to just kind of, you know, be in the garage, dab, dab out real quick, and and you know, get get in and out. But uh, don't get me wrong, I, I you know, I'll, I'll smoke a, especially if you know Rocky rolls it, I'll, I'll smoke a day every once in a while. She's she's a pro. I think we lost a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, we got you. Okay. Yeah. No, I was saying is, um, yeah, dab- dabbing is uh, just pretty pretty easy because living at home with uh with my parents um you know it's kind of easier to just go out and dab i'm trying to push them in the right direction kind of you know get them a little bit more even on like edibles or anything for for their own health issues but uh yeah i uh i'll definitely smoke every once in a while especially and i was saying at the end uh if rocky rolls it for sure she's the pro at you know joints and joints and blunts definitely nice yes i'm a, you know how i love my flower but i always have dabs plenty of dab Oh yeah, no, it was, it's it's great. I uh, you know, I I like it all for sure. I, I definitely, I I I know a little bit about it. I, I don't want to you know say that I I know everything, but I definitely want to get into more like kind of like uh, learning about like the growing aspect of things and and kind of you know getting getting a little bit more back to the roots of flower. Just because I you know I have been kind of mostly just dabbing for the last you know couple of years or however you figure smoking flower here and there but um yeah i'd say i'd say dabbing is definitely my my most preferred method but illinois like the 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 legal market however you figure um is is definitely not caught up to other states like uh i've seen some you know crazy stuff coming out of colorado with like half rosin and stuff um and and we definitely don't even have anything close to that that's what i was going to ask like what what's the like the um weed game like in Chicago compared to other like um, states you've been to as far as like quality, um, you know, things like that, like the different cultivators that you might have options to choose from. Like, what's that about? So the, um, yeah, I would say I've only really been to California and Nevada in regards to the legal dispensing aspect of things, but I have friends who live in other States and I've kind of like asked them, comparatively for like you know markets and and kind of looked at other menus and stuff so illinois is like kind of an interesting case where it i would say when i first started in um the bud tending game you know you were able to find ace for something around like 50 to 55 and eighth um and, and mind you this is medically out the door however you figure mm-hmm. and you'd have you know probably a few different options to choose from you know i would definitely say there was more variety a couple years ago in regards to i haven't seen you know certain diesel strains and and things like that in in quite a while but um i would say that with uh legalization recreationally it's been a little bit more intermittent in terms of availability of strains it's just been kind of more um 
uh, standard kind of, I would say like each cultivator produces a good amount of like five, six different strains, as opposed to just continually putting out new stuff as what we used to see. Um, I really, I really think that the quality here is it's, I, you know, it's, it's fine. I, I wouldn't necessarily uh, diminish it or call it, call it bad or anything, but in comparison to, like I said, uh, even, even bud edibles, um, concentrates, anything you figure, um, I've seen some really, really nice stuff coming out of like Michigan. Um, like I said, Colorado has a couple, excuse me, brands like, uh, you know, like seven, 10 labs, laser cat. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've been able to try some of those concentrates. Those are really good. Uh, Vegas, I remember I had like a bohemian bros. They had some really nice stuff. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's just a matter of availability, but, uh, Illinois big problem is, um, the lack of cultivators, I guess is, is what you would say is cause, um, we share mutually a, a few big ones, but, uh, in Illinois, there's really only, uh, I think there's 20 licenses for cultivation in the States, but only about 13 produce viable, good medicine that that you know gets stocked on dispensary shelves or however you figure i mean that market there should be booming right now like there should not be so many restrictions you know what i mean right state needs to stop fence running you know this is a situation you know that you need to address you need that extra tax money stop taxing your people so much you know, put it into the cannabis. It's what you wanted to do anyway, right? Right. Well, and uh, it's it's like nuts, too, because, you know, you figure um, it's it's really on all ends, however you look at it, be it dispensing or cultivation or uh, even transportation, extraction, anything like that. All of the licensing for it, um is really in currently a very small pool and the uh the availability or the entrance of new applicants is just at a complete standstill so um you know it's it's crazy yes so even if you did have somebody who wanted to come out there and produce some really quality stuff it would be kind of hard to kind of you know get in the game and get started legally to give you an idea, I actually I have a friend who went through and, and Illinois has some of the most litigious process I, I've ever read in regards to acquiring a cannabis business or however you figure. Um, but I have a friend who has a, a license actually on application for a, a craft cultivation center because Illinois in the law, quote unquote, uh, permitted for you know, uh, major large scale cultivation and craft cultivation or however you figure. So um, they went through the whole process of getting everything ready. The cutoff was like December 20th or something. Cause I remember um, it was around the time I was coming back from Vegas last time, but uh, to get the application submitted, basically saying that, Hey, we're going to announce these licenses uh, for dispensaries May 1st and cultivation licenses June 1st. But then, uh, of course, May 1st rolled around and our governor um, kind of came out and said, oh, we it, it was a very thinly veiled kind of um, message saying we don't have the resources to appropriately score these applications 
for like the social equity clauses that they've instituted in their own recreational law. So the licenses are held indefinitely. So new dispensing uh, licenses for dispensaries, new cultivation licenses, they're saying won't be available or awarded till at least uh, the end of September. And a, uh, an agency just got hired uh, for like a $7 million contract um, to score these applications or however you figure. So it's just all this red tape is kind of holding everything up while this small group of cultivation uh, cultivators and cultivation centers who also own dispensaries in the state or a majority of the dispensaries. Uh, we have 60 licensed retail uh, recreational locations. And in just the month of July, uh, they made 60, uh, 60 million, almost $61 million, basically, with uh, 1.2 million individual items sold. So, um, you know, they're, they're caking just fine. Um, while, you know, like you, like you were saying, a uh, little guy or somebody who, who would kind of try to come in and maybe get a cultivation license or a business in the state would have, you know, some difficulty. Right. And here's the thing. It's just, um, you know, there's so much to that. It you're the black market will continue to thrive. No, oh, for sure. In Chicago. Because because you're not giving them the option and then you're the taxation on that is ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's, it's so crazy. I can't even bring myself to, uh, to, to like buy much stuff, um, you know, from the dispensary, even as an employee, it's, it's, there's no incentivization, um, you know, in regards to, um, quality or costs or even things like that. We, we, um, yeah, a, now and it's it's like i said being in the industry for like two two and a half years you used to be able to get ace for like 50 55 bucks now bud is like 65 70 and eight like verano charges like 70 and eight um we just got the cookies like you guys did um that shit's like 75 and eighth recreationally it's 90 dollars an eighth um i got a couple friends who work at the recreational dispensary across town half gram Verano carts or half gram at Cresco carts, anything like that is going for $92 out the door. So you're paying, you know, post tax 92 for a fucking half gram card. I'd smoke that in an hour. Like, yeah. so like our, our shit out here is kind of simple. As far as like the taxes, our regular tax rate is about 8.3 something. Yeah. Anything with THC in it is an extra 10%. So oh, okay. 18%, 18.3 something. How like I, I from what I understand, oh. or, or should I don't understand? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's just not even speculating. Yeah. I already know. I already know the question, but yeah, go ahead. I don't because we get a lot of customers from Illinois, and they say yeah. um, the higher THC, the higher tax rate. There's a different tax for edibles. There's a different tax for this. Yeah. If you can explain that, please do because I don't. Abs- absolutely, I, I I'm glad you brought that up because I've become so kind of ingrained to it. You know what I mean? That it's like normal to me. I don't really kind of think about it anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like crazy because okay, so yeah, like like I was kind of just leading on to you right there. So I got a couple friends who work at the recreational dispensary, and, and mine's medical only. <laughs> thankfully, you know, I, I kind of I like that. It's a little more slower paced. Yep. Um, but but they tell me <laughs> what I like to call like horror stories. They literally like they tell me. Um, they, they, it's, it's literally like they rip people 
hand and foot. Um, like, so basically the structure of the taxes is, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to double check just to, just to make sure I'm not, I'm not, uh, misquoting it. And keep but... in mind, here we go. Always, always double check anything that we say on the podcast. We are not Wikipedia here. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. This is this is uh this is a, a personal opinion podcast. Yeah, come on, yes, total personal opinions, no factual. Okay. No factual. So, so if a product is an infused product, so an edible or something like that, it's taxed at twenty percent, and then you're subject to state and local tax. So you're looking at about. 26.25% for an edible that you would be purchasing. So something that's like $35, you're walking out. They're telling me, I think they say that people walk out like 44 bucks for a pack of like 100 milligram gummies. Um, and then, so flour, if it's below 35% THC, which there are a lot of kind of suspiciously numbered flowers that we see like i know you guys had a problem with that ours uh you know we, we don't have any um anything controversial like that uh out in the public but uh there are some crazy numbers that do come up with flour but uh less than 35 percent thc products 36.25 so it's 30 percent tax and then you figure about the state and local 36.25 and then all like so I would get screwed over if I was recreationally buying. So like concentrates and vapes and things like that, anything above 35% THC, you're looking at a 35% tax. So on top of state and local, about 41.25. So if you're buying a $80 gram of dabs or whatever you figure, you're paying 40% tax on that. That's that's, that's nuts. You're paying like 130 bucks, 120 bucks a gram. What? Yikes. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, that's nuts. And we complain out here like we shouldn't even be complaining mm-hmm. about shit. Well, your guys's your guys's wax price is is, is kind of nutty. I saw that everything was like a half gram. And when I was out there, everything's always sold in a half gram. It's like 40 bucks, 40 50 bucks. Just about yeah. Yeah, but yeah, if you want the good shit, it's always going to be a little bit more expensive. Sure. You know. Well, you know, that's that's the case here and I'm I'm kind of I've turned to more the the traditional market like I said. I'm I'm getting I'm getting hash rosin from Michigan, hash rosin from Colorado. I'm paying far more than I would, but I'm still paying quite a bit at the dispensary. So, you know, if you, if you want the quality, I might as well I'd I'd rather pay for solventless. I I your boy Mike is uh is is the one who turned me on. I keep seeing his oh, Instagram and and I can't yeah. I can't just uh avoid it. Yeah, yeah no, he's he's amazing. He's the wax guy. Yeah, Mac, uh, I swear, I swear, Mike be posting the craziest stuff I've ever seen. I mean, did so. you listen to his episode? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah he's dope, right? Yes, I, 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 I like Mike. He's a cool guy. I like, I like them when I met him. He's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, he's passionate about his wax for, for sure. sure. It's I, 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 you know, you, you got to It's like a kind of respect to a real one. You know what I mean? You can tell he's a real hashtag. It's awesome. Hey yeah. Jay, what do you what if you have to say Mike? What do you like nickname and what's his like nickname? Because I always call his ass Mike Dabs because shit, man. You know what I mean? These that's that's the guy. If you're gonna talk about Dabs, he's the dude. That's the guy. Yeah, no, he he be posting some real quality. He actually he posted something really funny the other day. It was like a 
I don't know what the it, it, it was some it was some Vegas Dispo brand, but it looks so awful. Oh yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So like, since the prices are so high in Illinois, um, how are like, how do your customers react to that? Well, um, you know, seeing the transition of patients uh, through, through the last couple of years, you know, I've, I've seen people, I've seen people leave the dispensary. I've seen people come back. Um, I think that they, it's unfortunate that it's, it's kind of, uh, so in Illinois in the medical program, it's still the case where you have to register your qualifying patient number to one dispensary. Um, but you can switch it around. It only takes about like 10 minutes. Um, but you would have to kind of for the, uh, the state system for the tracking, um, you have to register to one. So we've had patients, you know, come and go or however you figure, but they, they've mostly, like I've said, said, filtered in and out just because, um, they realize that the prices are pretty on par with each other. So I would say like, no matter what dispensary you're going to, uh, medically, regardless, um, I would say maybe some in the city are probably priced a little bit higher, however you figure. But uh, out in the suburbs or, or downstate, it, it seems like the prices are pretty on par with each other. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's some so I've seen recreationally like the the market's like pretty crazy in that. Like yeah, the the I I think it's just kind of um, from a from my perspective, it just kind of seems. Like it's a uh, let's see how much we can get away with, I guess, like in terms of like charging. Um, and and like like I said, I mean, clearly they're winning 60, 61 million dollars last month. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, the numbers, it speaks for itself. And here's the thing. The least possible, the least is possible ruckus they can make is possible. You know what I mean? Like, right. Exactly. Well, and it's like. um I don't know that like Illinois, like I said, it's, it's a state that wrapped itself all like a mummy in red tape. And, um, it's just, it, it's, it's so, it's so weird being like in the industry here just because it's something that like, like you're saying it's, it should be so, uh, you know, it should be to the moon, you know what I mean? Nice. Like it should be, this should be the can of utopia of, of the, you know, it's right in the middle of the fucking country. Um, but it's, it's, it's not like it's, this is not panning out to be the way that, that people thought it, that it was going to be. Um, and, and, and I read the bill and, and you, you probably remember I was in Vegas talking about it in, in, you know, October and December being like, oh yeah, they, they wrote the bill so nice. Like they're, you know, it's going to be real great in terms of like social equity and they're trying to, you know, make way for, for the little guy or however you figure, but um, I don't know. You you gotta go by the the proof in the pudding as opposed to the literature. Um, and and kind of go by what's actually going on. And I I would probably you know re retract anything I, I probably said in regards to that. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, still, it's a super large market out there, you know. And I feel like, you know, if you you're picking up all that knowledge. You know what I mean? And yeah. That's good that you are getting the part that portion. Believe me when I tell you, because that's the trenches. Yeah. So if you can come out of that unscathed when that market actually starts to boom, which it will, because let's be real honest, it's fast money. You know what I'm saying? It is. Well, and that's the thing is is like um so. It is the trenches, and and uh and we had some we had some people like us. It's uh a wreck. 
is crazy. Like they got uh, like my friends, they tell me that at one time and I, I it's, it's like the same thing at Planet where you got like 30 people working, you know, like at once 30, 40 people. And it's like just like a, a madhouse, you know, so it's uh, it's definitely trenchy for sure. Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, we get well, it's definitely different for us because we get people from all over, all over, all yeah, over. all over the so, world, yeah, all over yeah. the world, exactly. So it's like you can, I'm pretty sure you get used to a certain type of customer. Yes, and even maybe not a certain type of customer, but you get used to a certain type of, like um, you know, somebody from that area. You know, it's, so exactly yes, yeah, I, that, I get what you're saying. Region. Like, I it's a pretty like where I work is a pretty like affluent like it, it it's the like at Rocky's from Chicago. I, like I work in like you know you I work in so it's like right. the North Shore. Right, exactly. Um, so it's like I I get it. I I work with just like I work with rich a holes, but um, yeah. you know you guys get like yeah the the world. <laughs> yeah, we're getting new people every single day. So our our customers are. Um, I would say like no matter I wouldn't say they're surprised no matter what, but it's different to, to them. Like you know, every every customer we get is this is brand new to them because it's if it is wrecking their state, it's something different. If they don't have any kind of legalization, it's totally different. Right. So we're getting all these these customers, and this is just so different to them, and um. I'm pretty sure your customers is just like it's just so familiar. They they have a, some kind of like comfort level coming to you. Um, like, how does that feel? Like, I more- think yeah, no, and it's uh, I I I have a you know okay, my fr- I have a friend who says it pretty well, but he says that I get a little too uh, negative sometimes, and that I feel as if I'm in the submarine in regards to the cannabis industry. But I got to look at it in regards to that the cannabis industry is more like a satellite where you're looking down and it's this big world that's pretty expanded and uh it's things like that that i kind of got to take back every once in a while and and you know appreciate it, it it for what it is because yeah there is a sort of homogenized clientele to what i deal with every day and it's mostly sick people who pay a lot of money for the medicine that they get so it's just a, a kind of uh there was uh, tenderness to it when I, uh, cause I used to, you know, when I started out as an independent dispensary, more of a, you know, real, real harping on medically based, uh, consultation and stuff like that. There was a tenderness to it. Now it's a little bit more transactional, however you figure. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's kind of taken the, the love out of it, quote unquote, but it's stuff like that where it's like, you know, I kind of lose that perspective a little bit where it's like, that's, that's fucking awesome. Oh, sorry. I, can I swear on this? Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, they, like that's that's awesome that you know you get those people that they come in they have the the and especially like it, like places like Planet where they come in they have the gleam in their eye they're like holy shit this is this is the future like oh my god like I can't believe I'm about to go buy some legal weed like that's awesome so um yeah it's like I I don't really see that much uh sometimes with new patients and stuff and and you know maybe when I work recreationally more I'm sure it happens uh, more in the city but like yeah you know you get you get that first time first time customer they're like oh my god i can't believe this is happening especially you know if they're from like a a non-legal state which uh you know we kind of are are spoiled in that you know like you you're by california you're from california originally it's just you know there's there's like uh you know i talked to somebody from iowa they're like oh damn I, i don't even yeah that's super illegal and crazy so it's like you know it's uh 
it's jarring sometimes, but it's a good jarring. Yeah, I think that's why sometimes, or at least for me, when I get um, medical patients or someone who's really just looking for the medical benefits, I kind of get excited because that's not as as often as somebody who's coming in just to have a good time. Because mostly we get, you know, just a good time. So when we get the people who really wants the the medical benefits, it's like, all right. Right. You know, yes. I, you know, I get to yes. get to work ready, you know. And That's why I stay in that med section. Hell yeah, I love medical patients. Yeah. It's it's just better. It just runs smoother. You know what I mean for me. So listen, let me ask you a question, man. Yeah. On uh, the side note of customer etiquette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your perspective on what you consider uh, good customer etiquette when it comes to dispensary? That's exact. Okay, so I'm glad you asked that because that's exactly what I was just about to go into. So um, we got a lot of new employees at the beginning of this year, and they kind of were observing me just in my element, kind of talking to patients or however you figure. And I got a couple new ones here and there, and, and it kind of really helped me to build, um, you know, these new these new employees up. Just because um, I think that there is something, and and going back to what I was talking about with uh, you know being med only. Um, I was kind of trained and brought up in the industry to kind of operate on a, on a sense of, uh, treat every person that comes in, um, as an, as that, as an individual person that you got to consider is going to have different needs, different situations, different preferences, and that the fact that just genetically or scientifically, however you want to name it, we all have. Uh, you know, an endocannabinoid reception system, but it's different. Everyone's going to receive that cannabis differently. You know, I've had some people who smoke granddaddy purple and, and go for a run. I've had some people that smoke uh, Island sweet skunk and go to sleep. So it's just, it's so crazy seeing the vast majority of things where it's, you know, I kind of, that's, that's what I like to pride myself on is that, you know, everyone's going to um, be different. And it's, it's not, it's not really all too hard, you know, to even, you know, I get, I get some companies or corporations want numbers or quickness or whatever, but it's really not hard to just kind of have a quick, Hey, what do you, you know, what do you look, what are you looking for? Like, what are you looking to benefit out of this situation? Because it's kind of back to what you were talking about. Jarrell is like, um, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it either way. Cause I know that there's some people who just kind of get the card to, you know, get weed or whatever. So it's like, you know, if you're looking to have a good time, if you're looking to feel better, if you're looking to kind of, uh, cure an ailment or whatever, it's like, I, I could, I could personally care less in regards to what it is that you're trying to achieve, but you know, I, I want to help you achieve it. So, um, it's just in regards to taking that, that personalization, into account, I think is a, is a huge, huge thing. And, and personally, um, you know, I, I, um, I think the bud tender awards was a, a great honor to be nominated for and everything like that. But I think that when people were asking me last year, Oh, why do you think you got nominated this, that, and the third, I think it's just really that, um, you know, I, I do like to take, take people's personal situations into account because, you know, everyone's, everyone's different. Yeah. And that's why, um, you, you made a good point because I like to ask customers, what have you tried before? Like, what's worked and what's not worked? Because um, like you said, people people might adopt or people might react to certain things differently. Um, like Granddaddy Pert might put somebody to sleep while the next person, it, it might make them, you know, right. in the house. 
and so think- it's it's like that comfort i like to i like to always ask what's what's your comfortability level yeah. what's your experience with cannabis like what have you have you because there's people like you know you got I've, I've had like 40 year old ladies come in and be like i've never never touched this stuff and then you can tell they're not they're not fucking lying like <laughs> right yeah you got to be careful with those that's why it's always <sighs> important to do the homework first. right you know have you ever tried this before? Okay, so you've never done this before, so we're going to start low, you know what I mean? And I always, I'm never the person that's like, the best thing for you to do is to start gummies. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Um, just because you just really don't know what the reaction is going to be. I Even love with a half a gummy, right? I love, uh, I love the ladies. Actually, my favorite, my favorite patients are the ones that come in and they're, uh, they're the ones that are like, yeah, so um, I got the card. I'm trying to, you know, you know, treat this, treat the. I'm having trouble sleeping, or like this is, you know, painting or whatever. And then they're like, "Yeah, but I, I haven't really touched this stuff since college." And then I go, "Oh, well, okay. So like, you want to try like gummies or whatever?" And they're like, "No, nah, give me the smoke." Like it's so funny. Like they're mm-hmm. like they're 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 more comfortable with it, but they're returning to it after you know twenty thirty plus years but it's just it's it's really funny when i get the the old ladies coming and being like nah give me the smoke like because there are the there are the very like timid uh you know older older ladies and older people that are like oh yeah like quarter of a gummy like i only want to try you know the and i don't want to smoke anything like that right you got the older ladies that are like yeah give me i want to smoke right (laughs) do you get a lot of uh i guess i can say entitled customers or the uh, I don't know how can I explain Rocky um like Rocky can you explain the North Shore of Chicago a little bit please okay so the North Shore of Chicago is very very ritzy up in the area okay of North it's like the uh north side of Chicago but a little past that you know what I mean okay um and really in, in all honesty it's where most of the elite people who have Got lots you. of money will uh, be in that north suburban area. Well, I ask because we don't have a customer base right. because everybody's so different. So right, because you're a big to... tourist town, yeah. however you figure. I'm so so our customer think. base, I would say, you know, it's a, it's a lot. We get a lot of people from just the northern section of Illinois um, because there aren't a ton of dispensaries in the area. But uh, it is it is more, I would say the affluent white type like people um you know like mj's uh mansion is 10 minutes away or however you figure in highland park you know he doesn't live there anymore but yeah he like the the bulls practice facility used to be like you know 15 minutes away 10 minutes away or whatever so there's a lot of bulls players former bulls players that live in the area um we, we unfortunately don't get any of those i wish that'd be cool if like you know somebody came in i met joe kim Noah at the movie theater one time but um yeah it's it's i would say a little bit more that i i, I wouldn't say all of you know not all of our patients are entitled you know there's there are obviously you know great great people great patients people that come in that make the job valuable but uh we definitely do get your uh your quote unquote care in every once in a while yeah. we've had a couple We've it's mostly been good about the mass stuff. We've had a couple people kind of you know, kind of give a little fit or whatever, but we we've dealt with it for the most part. Yeah, I think for the most part, you with when it comes to 
cannabis, I do believe that there's a way to, you know, de-escalate any situation. Right. But there are um, also there are also some people where right. it's like, yeah, you should probably never touch this stuff. Well, what you should never do is give away the bank. Right. The right. Is, is this is our prices. You know, they're clearly stated. We do not haggle. Right. Pricey. Right. Well, that's the thing is people for the most part. Well, and that's like I, back to what I was saying about a little bit of like, you know, they're just kind of trying to see what price they can get away with charging. You know, it's people are just paying it. They they're they're lining the hell up to, to pay, uh, you know, eighty five dollars. an eighth. That's crazy. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it blows my mind. And it, I don't know. It's kind of that's fucked up, though. Like they're taking advantage of people. And they're taking advantage of, like, the culture and everything, you know? It's just, it's so corporatized where it's like, you know, if you would have asked me, I started smoking, I'm, I'm 23 now, I started smoking, uh, oh, I'm almost 24, but yeah, I, I started smoking when I was, like, 16, 17, and if you would have asked me then, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really down with, like, the weed culture, quote, unquote, like, you know, um, Fuck, fuck the Bob Marley shirt or whatever. But like now, I'm like walking into the new. I'm walking into work and I'm like, God, man, get the Buddha back in here. Get Bob Marley playing. Like, get me the Rasta bands. Like, what get the this fuck? elevator music out of here. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Like, well, it's it's uh it's like uh it's a very it's very catered to that of like the young. I, I don't I don't want to like I don't want to specifically say like white people, but like like a you know like a young hip crowd where they're trying to just make I, it I seem exactly. like very cool like it's a, like a trend like a trending yeah. thing you're like hey this is the new thing the cannabis right. is cool now hey right. you know everybody's doing it right and right. i think i think for the most i think for the most part from what i've been seeing or seeing is it's been implemented very poorly or like corny and um, I mean, I like the only the only kind of stuff that I've seen personally where, and, and, you know, being 23, I guess it's it's I'm kind of susceptible. But like the only thing that I've seen personally from from an inside perspective of the industry is like the only people that are doing it right, quote unquote, is like, like I said, like planets real cool. And then in terms of like cultivation, um freaking like cookies cookies is like kind of what i would hold to be like the new hype thing or whatever that's doing it right that they're like kind of their their branding is pretty on the nose they know their market and they know the fact that they can like kind of just uh you know sell for the price that they i don't even know how much it is going for an eighth in nevada i know you guys watched it the same day that they did in illinois but, it's about the same 60, 70. Yeah. But I feel like so, they can do that because their product is good. Yeah. So that was 75 medically and 92 uh, recreationally here. They call, <laughs> they partnered with a, with a cultivator, uh, Ascend Wellness, and yeah. they were the ones. And I know I know a couple of people who went to the, the, to, went to the dispensary in uh, Detroit. They partnered with a cultivator out in Michigan called Gage, and they have a, they have a cookies actual cookies dispensary in detroit now oh okay so yeah we do the cookies here too but uh it's their genetics that's really the bomb right you know what i mean if you get the right if you get the right cultivation they could really make that shit pop i mean it's undeniable because if you ever try actually try like any of their major strains you know cereal milk is delicious good i mean don't get me wrong i've tried 
I've tried I've tried Gary Payton. I've tried cereal milk cheetah piss. Um, London cello was another one that we got here that I tried, and um, it's good. Don't get me wrong, for sure. But I think that in terms of just that, like I see people out and about in like cookies t-shirts and stuff all the time yeah. I mean, it's like that's just they're they're so on the nose it's a brand now. yeah it's a brand that's it's it right yeah you're wearing yeah. you're wearing that clothes it's all good exactly do you guys have like um top-notch cultivators out there or you know like cultivators you know that's going to put out some fire every time they drop something so it, it used to i mean so uh, I don't know how much I, I can say without getting my, my disparagement clause or whatever, but it used to be that, uh, like, like Verano used to put, and I know you guys got Verano. Out we there, got Verano like out I there. said, we only, we only have a few options. So it used to be that like Verano, anytime they would put out like flour or anything, like they would have the crazy, crazy big buds with like the, you know, the like crazy, like Keith and all that, like, um, it was just like every time, yeah, like you're saying, like you would know every time Verano flower would come in, like you know it'd be some crazy, crazy fire. Revolution is a cultivator out here that like we we at my dispensary haven't had available for a little bit, but I we used to get it and like I, I've you know I've tried a, a, a plethora of their stuff and um I think that a lot live of the part you gave me was dope, dude. Oh yeah, that, that turp tank that's like crazy it was so good, it was so clean. Um yeah. But I think a lot of it definitely does have to do with, like, good genetics. And I think Revolution definitely has some really, really good genetics. They're doing some really interesting things. Do you guys test for terpenes out there? So they don't, like, they don't come on, like, the pack. Like, so Cresco just started, like, putting the terpenes, like, on the packaging. And I think, like, a couple other cultivators started putting it on the packaging. But the the lab test doesn't um, show it. I actually I like that. Uh, I remember when I got stuff in Nevada that first time, like when I was going to hop around dispensaries in October that first time I was there. Every single product had that like printout thing with like all the information. You know what I mean? We like have the Bible. To. So yeah, we have to give you that. Yeah, That's you legally. Have to, you yeah. Have to. I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping something like that comes over here in this capacity because, like I was like alluding to, is like you know you guys got you know that that controversy or whatever in regards to labs like you know getting paid off or whatever to juice numbers, and it's like I don't know. It's it hasn't come up as much recently, but last year there was a streak where we were getting like thirty. I, I swear to God, there was a thirty-eight percent flower 38.25 percent flower high times high times wrote an article about it but yeah it was a 38 percent brownie scout from gti i smoked it and i don't i don't know how much it was 30 for 38 percent but but illinois also has in the law it's a plus minus stipulation of 15 percent so technically it could be within 15 percent of what it actually is Okay, so, wait a minute. Are you sure it wasn't like THCA? I'm sure. I hold on. I I'll find you the article. I'm gonna send it to you. But yeah, because I know a lot of spots. Like we're not gonna say a lot, but some spots in California will um they'll just put the THCA on their package and not the THC or you know what I'm right. saying? Right. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. it, I think it was. I think it was like. I think it was pretty high in THCA, but it was like that was the over the overall number was 38 or something. What was the name of this? Brownie Scout. What was the name of this? Brownie Scout. I got to check this out. 
Here, I'm gonna. I'm about to. I'm about to hit you with the, with the High Times article. Oh, you are dope. But yeah, that's that's crazy because I feel like knowing the Terps give you an advantage. You can educate your customers a little bit more about oh, yes. how they want to feel. So I'm curious to know, like, how you guys do that without a terpy profile. So, um, personally, I just uh, I like to we so we on our end can look up, um, you know, lab to so the, so the oh, lab nice. tests that are accessible to us have the terpenes and stuff. So I've like kind of looked through those just to get a general idea of what strains uh, you know, have what terpenes, and I kind of like to use as well. Um, I I personally um i'm a guy who smokes a lot of uh a lot of indica uh indica dominant hybrids or however you figure i'm not a huge sativa guy i find that they don't really have much of a therapeutic effect on me as opposed to just i just get like pretty like pretty high um and so i i tend to tend to stick more towards the indicas but i i i don't subscribe to that labeling as much anymore as as more as i go by like terpenes Good. Sounds good. Oh man, music to our ears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean, like, uh, you know, it's 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 as opposed to, uh, you know, oh, indica in the couch. Like I said, I've had some damn indica that put me up like I was about to take a run. So by law here, if people were to ask, they can get a full printout of the lab Absolutely. on a person, on a, on a strain. Like we always give the label with all the regular terpenes, the ones that are prominent, but, you know, also to the, the cannabinoids, the mate, the ones that you can actually see the first top three, really. You yeah. really That's yeah. awesome. And, yeah. And then, but if somebody was like, yeah, I want the full lab on this strain, we would have to be have able to, to produce that, that full lab. Um, and that would give them all, but do they have to do that in Chicago? Is that a part of Illinois? So not, uh, so if like, like you're saying, like if a patient like wants like a printout of a lab, we can more than likely get it for them, um, through like, you know, the, the database that we have. Um, but it's not like a requirement, like, like how I said, like how you guys had like the sticker thing that like got attached to like every product that was like that specific thing or like that, that full page, uh, printout, like that's not, uh, I don't think a legal requirement, but there is a. There is a label like on the uh, there's a label like on the um, on the package itself that basically says tested by ABC lab or however you figure. Um, and it's like a T it's, it's got four things, THC, THCA, CBD, CBDA, the total. And then that's where uh it will have like the expiration date or whatever as well but that's pretty much all it boils down to i personally think that that sticker should like how you're saying have like terpenes uh like at least like the major like one uh or two that are in there but uh more cultivators are kind of wising up and and putting uh the dominant terpenes on the actual packaging itself yeah at least it's good to hear that you guys or at least you have access to that information right exactly yeah, um, because I don't think that's the case in other states. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't talk for sure. No, I, I I have no idea, but I know they don't. A lot of states don't present those. Yeah. I know there's a. I know there's some t- states that have real lax laws on on the testing stuff. Like I know, like uh, 
I, I, I believe like Oregon like kind of uh, is just very like uh, lax on their whole laws in regards to production and stuff. Like I think they they have like a cease on uh, on growing, I believe. But because um, because they they said basically anyone who wants to anyone who wants to play can pay. Right. Wow. Yeah, I just feel like there are some states that uh, get it right. I love being in Vegas because I feel like we are definitely a very much on clear, clearly toward, towards the top of that totem pole. For sure. For sure. Um, but I feel like um, there are some markets that just do it real clean. Yeah. And Seattle being one of them, you know, like just a real nice market. It stays. I want to go out there. Organic feel. Yes. That should be one of those marker calendars or put a little pin in that sucker because Seattle is definitely a place you want to try out for sure. I, I've heard only good things. And, and I mean, you know, I fell just I fell head over heels with uh, with Vegas. So, um, you know, I definitely want to want to get out there and see see more markets. But I, I don't yeah, know. I, I want to ask you because, I, I, you know, we've talked on the phone here and there over the last few months, but like, how have things been, uh, you know, going to delivery to, I don't know, are you like back in the dispensary yet? Or like, how are things with COVID? Like, is the market, uh, you know, as good or still, <laughs> still available for, you know, um, good business? Well, we're doing fantastic business, Absolutely. but, um, a really good market for us in Vegas good uh, so because you know yeah. it's like you hear you hear all that like vegas is is the uh is covid capital of the united states in terms of uh, news coverage you know i see i see st- i mean granted i subscribe to more stuff that that you know has more vegas themed stuff just because i'm you know into it but uh you know it's a it's uh all about the industry hotel industry closing opening we're gonna close again this that that's good to hear at least you know that that the cannabis has been it seems you know they they always say it's a it's a recession proof thing and it's it's you know kind of proving the case i guess so that's that's good the the cannabis industry out here has definitely been thriving um doing the deliveries was pretty in my experience it was fun yeah it was i good. liked it i didn't mind it. definitely something different yeah it was for me well the the best part was seeing running into customers like some of my regulars right from the stores at home oh yeah like, they would open the door and be like hey yeah i'm like hey that's yeah. awesome yeah that was fun it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah one of my absolute favorite things so um yeah that was definitely something different um but i was just just happy to to have a job and you know be able to work doing the whole thing right that's be able to help people thing. out right yeah that's awesome though i i, I was thinking about it because we they allowed they like did a uh executive order provision to uh, allow us to do curbside for a couple months or whatever during uh the pandemic yeah. but there's a uh there's an amendment to the bill on the place uh in place right now that it hasn't been signed or anything but in regards to like a delivery provision for illinois and I like thought about it, and I was like, "That that could be kind of fun, actually, being like a like a, like a weed driver." Yeah. It was definitely fun. It was good. Yeah, yeah I liked it. Yeah, man. It wasn't bad at all. And and Drell's right, man. When you ran into somebody that you <laughs> that you were helping helping out, or even family, yeah. that's ran, awesome. I, just showed up, I was like, "What is going on?" I guess that's I'm awesome. Off here now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So um, I guess um, I don't want to say last question, but I really want to know what you feel about cannabis being federally legalized. Yeah, so, yeah. That's a that's a really good question. And um, man, I yeah, no last question or whichever, however many man, I I talk to you guys. Any friend of Rock is a friend <laughs> of mine, and I could talk to her for hours. So it's all all good. Um, but yeah, I I I think that okay. Albeit at face value, obviously yes, cannabis should be legal. I think at the federal level, I think that that at in every state it should be legal. I think that internationally it should be legal. I think for medical purposes. It should be like, I think it should be open up for more research and things like that. But I think that there has to be a good way to go about it. And I have a weariness towards it just because of the experiences of what I've seen in my own state, where, like I said, it's kind of something where it's, you know, they were talking out of one perspective saying we want social equity. We want the little guy in. But on the other end, you kind of do not see any sense of entry for that. I also believe that, um, you know, any person that is in jail currently, any person that gets arrested or has been arrested for cannabis possession, which, you know, you see cases all over the country, they should absolutely be free. Then nobody should be in jail for that. Nobody should continue to go to jail for that. So I think that there has to be. Like I said, some weariness in terms of the the entrance of party, I guess that's the way to put it, is like these multi-state operators or large cultivation centers. Uh, I think like like um, Cura Leaf is another one that just got their hands on an Illinois cultivator grassroots. But there are there are these uh, these players at hand that I I don't, you know, on record, I don't want to say too much about, but off record, I'll say. Yeah, don't don't get yourself in trouble. We can talk later. (laughs) Exactly. We can talk later. But, you know, it's it's these it's these players at hand that you have to kind of be weary of that. It's like, you know, albeit this is a beneficial thing, um, but, you know, you have to kind of be in it for the right intentions or have the the correct passions towards it. Um, Just just imagine if they would just allow only like mom and pop shops or something like that in the cannabis industry how that it'd be it'd be great like the middle class would thrive or you know what i mean like they they, they're they're fucking it up man they're really they're really fucking it up and and (laughs) uh and and i guess a a good way to put it was listening to this song the other day but it's like yeah snake snakes in the grass you gotta cut the shit man but there's there's too many damn there's too many damn snakes in this grass yeah i see it yeah. Yeah, I hear it. You know, I feel like, you know, just like anything else out there, you know, there is going to be some kind of a corporate grasp. You know what I'm saying? So even in small business, if a big corporation wanted to take something from a small business, it's very easy to do. Yeah, you know what I mean? Even if um, <clears throat> they wanted to take their way of doing things or, you know what I mean? Their particular even recipe. even just more of a mom and pop feel would be good though. It's just this, oh hy- it's this hyper. That's why we should go to Seattle. That's why we should all go to Seattle. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, because do I hear nothing but great things, and I feel like you know that's something that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely down. But yeah, no, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. I I really I do. I was talking with like I, I have this. Uh, we got this security guard at work. 
he's kind of a little bit more of a, a country bumpkin a little bit and doesn't really understand this stuff as much. So I was kind of like talking about it and it's just, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I, uh, you know, I want to learn more about it. Like I said, I want to like learn how to like grow it. I want to learn more about extraction and stuff, but it's just like, I love, I, I love cannabis. I really do. I think that it's a really beautiful thing that's helped a lot of people. I think that it's, um, inadvertently hurt a lot, like kind of what I was talking about, about how like, you know, people need to, you know, be freed from incarceration for it and stuff like that. I think it's hurt a lot of lives. Um, and I think that it's, uh, I think that there is a certain sense of responsibility that these uh, large cultivation uh, centers and cultivators have to kind of undo some of the damage that has been done from the cannabis industry. Um, so I guess like an example to bring up is like, we have a cultivator here in um, a town called Anna, Illinois. Um, and they they go by uh, wellness group farms. They have operations in uh, Arizona, I believe under uh, Arise. Um, that's their Illinois branding too. But um, they're in this town, Anna, which is one of the existing still sundown towns in the uh, United States of America, sundown town being where if you're a black person in this town, you're not supposed to be out after sundown. And they, they actually say, oh, Anna, fine. Anna is an acronym for ain't no N word allowed. So, you know, if you have a cannabis company run by all white people setting up operation in a sundown town, there's definitely some disparity there in terms of, uh, you know, what their goal to accomplish is as opposed to making money or community restorative justice, like they say it is. So I think that's something that needs to definitely be addressed and taken care of in the, in the cannabis industry as a whole. Real shit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was the reality. Yeah. It's great. It's really, it's crazy, man. It's really nuts. Yeah. Illinois is real crazy though. But it's crazy how Super like. segregated, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So, Ankit, man, we like to ask everybody, man. Uh, we know you You said you more of a dabber. So what you been dabbing on lately, man? What you been smoking on? Man, so um, like I said, that, that there's this brand out of Colorado I'm really, really falling in love with. Um, it's kind of – <laughs> my, my plug's taking all my money for it, but it's uh, it's called Laser Cat. They, they make, like, a really impressive – they do really good hash rosin. And they okay. have like a they have a thing called lava rosin, which was really interesting. That was more of like a saucy rosin. I thought that was like really, really, really interesting. Um, a couple brands out of Michigan that I tried uh, picked up really pretty recently. I went there last month, um, and they they have one called a uh, Green Thumb for President. Um, they make a really, really good hash rosin. Um, that's kind of been my, my big thing recently has been the, the rosin and the hash rosin recently. So, so I've been kind of diving into that. I found, uh, I tried recently the last couple months, this strain GMO. Uh, yeah. I know that that's kind of, you know, well-established in the game, but I had never been able to get my hands on it because Illinois kind of has such a small market, but, right. uh, GMO, GMO really, really, really goes crazy. I'm really liking that a bunch. Um, garlic cookies. Yeah, garlic cookies, but yeah, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big indica guy. So like you know anything like that. Um, in terms of the the legal space of Illinois, um, you know there's there's like a couple couple cultivators doing some good stuff with some strains. Um, but but mostly I would say I'm kind of trying to source my stuff from from the from out of state or or from the traditional market, however you figure. 
Um, I don't, I don't like to say black market. I had a friend give me a whole lecture about that, but yeah, uh, that's true. People really should stop saying that. Well, yeah, it's because it's got, it's just literally got racist connotations and, and, and however you figure the traditional market quote unquote is, is what was thriving and got us through the last, uh, hundred plus years with cannabis. So, you know, we got to put a little respect on it. 100 percent man you just educated me yeah no that. for real I, you know it what? blew my mind man when i when i heard that i was like oh man it's so ingrained it's like all this shit that we're so ingrained with learning it's like oh yeah it's the black market but like you don't even really think about it. it's like oh shit why are we, what like traditional right traditional markup yeah that's real shit man but man i fucking like loved it man you killed this shit appreciate you coming on absolutely man, man. Yeah. hey man I, i'm dying I, I i i've been talking to rocky as soon as covid chills out i'm trying to come back out there like asap so we'll definitely have to wholeheartedly sir and we'll definitely rocky, have to meet up in person sometime yeah me and rocky were talking a couple days ago maybe like a week ago about like making some kind of trip you know to to uh Illinois. she's got hey she's got to come home so definitely <laughs> Hell yeah, gotta hit up some dispensaries out there, man. Definitely, come come on by. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll take you, I'll take you around. I'll take you to some good, good spots for sure. Yeah, just give me a couple months to save my money because y'all hit my pockets. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hey man, hey man, we'll we'll go to the traditional market. We got some good stuff. There you go. <laughs> my man. All right, perfect. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, per- good talking, you guys. And yeah, Rock, uh, you know, call call me sometime next week. We'll we'll chat. All right, Absolutely, sounds good. Man. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. You killed awesome. the damn thing. Thank, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Oh, wait, Anke. Yeah, what's up? If if anybody wants to reach you or if you have anybody has any questions, where can they find you? Okay, so um, uh, I would say probably my, my Instagram would be good then. It's just uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's a little bit of a jumble of words because it's just my name, but it's A-V-A-S-A. VDA, but you can probably just tag it, and it's the same as all my socials. So, gotcha, all right, man. sounds great, man. Thank all right, you so much. we of appreciate course. you. And as of always, course. as always, and just like for you, Ankit, stay high, butt tenders. Stay high, of course.